Hello, and welcome to this episode of Mouse Magic with John and Joey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Except yeah. I'm John. Yeah, and I'm Joey. <laughs> We're a little out of, uh, out of syncopato. So, this is episode number 10 for April the 10th, 2019. Woo-hoo. All right. Already. We Can apologize for not having one last week. Yes. But we're back. We're back, back, back again. <laughs> yes. Back, 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 back again. Yes. So on this week's episode, we're going to be discussing some Disney news. And then we're going to spend a whole lot of time discussing Tomorrowland. I love Tomorrowland. John's apparently bored. He was yawning. No. Just tired. <laughs> so how's the week's week's been? <laughs> The week so far just got started, but it's good. The weeks. It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, that last week was kind of, yeah. Yeah. Hence why we I didn't know, do yeah. the podcast. It was just, uh, it was just a week. at one time was coming up, and it was just more than we needed to deal with. <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't good like the Chris Crocker. Give me more, more, more. It Chris was who? No, Chris Crocker. What does that mean? You know, leave Britney alone. Oh, no, I don't yeah. remember that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> John, we've had some reviews on uh, on iTunes. All right. What yeah. did they say? I'm going to read some to you. The first one is by Ra Ra Vinakini. Okay. Yep. And she says, as a Disney newbie in my mid-30s, I am loving this podcast. John and Joey are so funny together. Thank you. Yay. And I love hearing their personal experiences. This show is so informative. I am learning so much about the new places and the parks to explore. Thank you for this podcast. I look forward to new episodes every week. I, we let her down. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But thank you for that. It, uh, the actual headline was great dialogue and information. Awesome. Yeah. And then we had one more. And it says, love listening to this podcast. And it is by U-G-A-G-S-U-G-A-Y-9-3. So, Uka... Gasuge 93. I'm I'm sorry about your name that I butchered it. But that person says, I love this podcast to and from work. Oh, I love, I'm sorry. I was not even paying attention. I love listening to this podcast to and from work. I'm a huge WDW nerd that doesn't live in Florida, so I love hearing all of the Disney news that is happening. Mouse Magic is also very entertaining and funny. I follow these guys on Instagram. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. And love seeing all their Disney pictures. Keep up the great, good work, guys. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Appreciate yeah, that. Thank you. Yep. We uh, we love the feedback, even if it's not good. We like the feedback. We do. <laughs> We've had a couple other people message us on uh, Facebook and tell us nice things, and I just didn't have a chance to pull all that up, but I apologize. But we will we will read it. Oh, that was my watch. <laughs> I for oh there was the cat, I forgot to turn my watch off. Sorry about that. So anyway, thank you guys for those. We appreciate that. Uh, you can always leave a, a rating uh, of whatever you'd like on iTunes. Yes. I don't please. think any of the other platforms allow for any kind of reviews. So that helps people find us, and we will read it on air. So, and if you like us, share with your friends. Yes. Let them please. know. Sharing is caring, after all. <laughs> So, the more you know. Next. Okay. So, uh, last week we talked about uh, things that we love about Fantasyland. Mm-hmm. That was a fun discussion. Uh, we got some feedback from our 
I was going to say our seasonal favorite. It's not seasonal. I don't know what I'm trying to say. From one of our favorite people, uh, Jesse D. Nichols on Instagram. She says, hey guys, thanks for the mention this week, which was two weeks ago. Uh, I love listening to your Fantasyland favorites and the reasons for choosing them. For me, Disneyland's version of Fantasyland will always be number one, but there's still a lot to love about the Magic Kingdom. (laughs) For some reason, it, it stopped on me. Sorry. These are my favorites. She said number one was Peter Pan's Flight, especially now that the queue includes so many wonderful details. I think the idea of never losing or outgrowing the magic and imagination of childhood and staying in the heart is quintessentially Disney and also part of where the parks are all about. It's funny because we were just talking about that. Yeah. Someone you had read said that they didn't understand the draw The draw to Peter, Peter Pan. Pan. Yeah. So there you go. That's a perfect... Well, that Peter Pan's flight. Yeah. Well, I think that's yeah. a perfect thing because it's, ex- it's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Uh, her second one was It's a Small World for all the reasons you guys mentioned. And also because I love anything Mary Bland who had a hand in creating it. Mary Blair. Yes. Yeah. She gets some bonus points there. You said Mary Bland. I did not. <laughs> I did not. I said Mary Blair. Stop the tape and rewind it and listen. Okay. Anyway. Hi, this is Joey. I'm just letting you know that I just rewound the tape like I suggested to myself. I definitely said Mary Bland and I apologize to John. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Number three, the adventures, many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. I'm so glad, so glad you guys mentioned Pooh. Yes. And we also mentioned the ride yeah. about Pooh. <laughs> so many adults dismiss the sweet ride. Yes, they do. I they agree. really do. I agree. And we just love it. I, we have shared so many uh, special moments reading the books and watching the 1977 and 2011 movies with Judah, which is her son, and Eden, mm-hmm. her daughter. Already, and Eden already loves Pooh and favors her little stuffed Pooh bear Judah gave her on the day she was born. Aww. I know. Like John, I wish it were a little bit longer, but it's mm-hmm. definitely one of our family's favorites, and we love the fun interactive queue line. And her number four was Tangled Toilets. <laughs> okay, so I know that these are just technically restrooms, but I love Tangled, and this area is so well-themed. Completely agree. Yeah. Yes. Until this movie gets its due in the parks, I'll take this quaint little tower the beautiful painted murals, the lanterns, the hidden pascals, and all the fun little nods Imagineers included in this little nook. I completely agree. That painting when you're the women are going into the women's restroom is so pretty. And finally, number five, she said, this might be cheating. It's okay to cheat on this podcast, not in life. Don't, don't steal. But I'm going to say the theming of all of the fairly recent editions of Fantasyland including the Little Mermaid area, Bell's mm-hmm. Village, Beast Castle, and Storybook Circus, because, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Perfect. Now, the only thing I think that would make the Rapunzel area better, mm-hmm. like, next to the restroom, because mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know, for me, it's missing something. Yeah, it seems like the restroom is the the main draw right there with Rapunzel, because the tower's just kind of, yeah. They need, like, a little... I mean, it's just kind of meh. Well, I mean, it's not like, I don't know. It's just kind of, it's lacking the Disney magic. I don't know. But the lanterns are pretty at night. But I think they need a little stand set up, like a village stand, to sell those pastries from Tutoria Alforno. Oh, the yeah. Little that would be pastries. Great. Yeah. I would buy the heck out of those. Yeah. I love that. Just like little pastries, <laughs> tangled themed pastries or cupcakes. I think just a little stand, but make it look like a market stall. I think yeah. that would be really cool. I like that. I like that. Disney, if you're listening, 
You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Alrighty. So thanks for those feedback and some reviews. We're always welcome. Are always welcome to leave that feedback and any kind of uh, shout out to us, and we'll read them because we appreciate it. And so there we go. That's all the catch up. John, what about some Disney news? All right, so Disney Springs Grapefruit Garage. I definitely spelled grapefruit wrong, and it says grapefruit. <laughs> will open April 16th. The Grapefruit Garage is the third parking garage to debut at Disney Springs, and it includes a pedestrian bridge over Buena Vista Drive directly into the Marketplace area, right around the area where Basin and World of Disney is. So that's going to be opening April 16th. You can I don't know why, park your car. When you said the Grapefruit Garage, I was like, ooh, what kind of store is that? <laughs> definitely no, wasn't thinking of garage. They after citrus. Right. They have the lime, the orange, and grapefruit. That makes sense. If they threw in any other kind of fruit, they'd have a whole fruit salad. So I was just thinking it was like a store that had like grapefruit-themed stuff. <laughs> like grapefruit cake and grapefruit candy. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> I wouldn't enjoy grapefruit candies. I still want to try the grapefruit cake at uh, oh, at the uh, Brown Derby. The Brown Derby, yeah. All right. So, did you hear the news about the Monsters Inc. TV show? No. What? No. Where, where you live? Under a <laughs> rock? Seriously. Yeah. So, Monsters Incorporated is coming to Disney Plus streaming service in a whole new way. Mm-hmm. Yep, Monsters at Work is the name of the show. It's Ooh. going to be an animated series set six months after the original movie and will feature the entire original voice cast, including John Goodman as Sully, excuse me, uh-huh. Billy Crystal as Mike Wazowski, John Ratzenberger as the Yeti, Jennifer Tilly as Celia, and Bob Peterson as Roz, and her twin sister, Rose. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Yep, so there's going to be new characters. In the animated series, Tyler Tuskman, voiced by Ben Feldman, is an eager, excuse me, is an eager and talented young mechanic at the Monsters Incorporated facilities team, or the MIFT, who dreams of working his way up to the laugh floor to become a jokester, just like his idols Mike and Sully. His lifelong friend and confidant Val Little will be voiced by Kelly Marie Tran. She was uh, last time we've seen her is as Rose. In Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Ah. Yep. Other include characters are going to include Henley Winkler as Fritz, the scatterbrain boss. Lucas Neff as Duncan, an opportunistic plumber. Alana Upak as Cutter, the rule follower. Stephen Stanton as Smitty and Needleman, the bumbling custodial team, and Aisha Tyler as Tyler's mom, Millie Tuskman. Hmm. Tuskman. No, yeah. Tuskman. Is that the little bitty one from... No, no, no. It's it's oh. a new series. Oh, okay. It's a new, a new I wondered if it was the little bitty one from Monsters, Inc. Laugh or the little... Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he <laughs> wanted to Mike's, be... Mike's... Uh, yeah, it was nephew. his nephew. He wanted to be just like Uncle Mike. Yeah, no. I was actually thinking, when it said about his mom, I was thinking from Monsters University, the one that had the mom with the curl. <laughs> it's not. Uh, Monsters at Work is produced by Disney Television Animation, is developed and produced by Bob Gunaway who previously uh, produced the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. And now I have that song in my head. Disney is set to announce plans for the streaming platform during an investor presentation this Thursday, so tomorrow, 
the family-focused streaming service is expected to launch in the fourth quarter of 2019 with the Monsters at Work series set to premiere in 2020. Woohoo! Yeah. I'm excited about that. Yes, I'm very excited. I love the original Monsters Incorporated. I didn't care much for university, just being honest, mm-hmm. but I loved Monsters Incorporated. But... The more I hear about the streaming service, oh, oh man, it's going to be such a deal. It's going to be such a deal for $45 or whatever they're going to charge for it. <laughs> I heard not, I heard under I know, 20 I know, I know. So. I think it'll be worth it, though, because yeah. they're going to, it looks like they're giving us some good quality content. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, at the Magic Kingdom, this is another little bit of news. It's not related to Monsters Incorporated. Magic Kingdom, Mr. and Mrs. Bunny at Bunny Lane Garden is meeting every day from 9 to 5.30 until Easter. All right. That's right. Uh, it's going to be in the courtyard next to City Hall, kind of where uh, Snow White meets. You better go hippity hoppity along <laughs> to meet the bunnies. Oh, Here comes Peter Cottontail. That's all. <laughs> There's another bit of news from Magic Kingdom. Okay, well, hey, you go ahead and take over hey, the. You know, go ahead and take over the the the, the new photo pass at the haunted mansion. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. That has started. There is a new photo. Pa- I didn't put that in the news because I figured we've been know about it. dying for that one to come out. Well, next. Okay. So, <laughs> do you have your joke ready for the end of the episode? No, I need to find uh, it. What it was? It was it jokes for John. What yeah. was what was it? Miss Smiley. Jokes by John. Jokes by John. Uh, Anyway, <laughs> all right, so from June 6th to August 8th, the Magic Kingdom will play host on select nights to Disney Villains After Hours. It's a brand new After Hours event. Um, here's some of the new elements you can expect. A brand new Disney Villain stage show. Uh, Hades and Meg from Hercules will set the castle stage ablaze in this all-new stage show, Villains Unite the Night, which will also feature appearances by Jafar, the Queen, Dr. Facilier, and Maleficent. You can also spot Maleficent the Dragon. Uh, Maleficent the Dragon, with her steampunk style and signature wicked grin, will be let loose for the first time at night, breathing fire as she creeps through the park in this one-of-a-kind experience for party guests. So that sounds like it's the float from Festival of Fantasy. Pretty cool. Villainous enhancements discover surprising villain-inspired additions at Pirates of the Caribbean and Space Mountain. You can also experience wickedly good food and beverage, a variety of special food and beverage offerings will also be available for purchase, including tasty desserts, drinks, dishes inspired by the Queen, Cruella, Maleficent, Hades, Dr. Facility, and even Emperor Zerg. I'm assuming there'll be a ping pong ball surprise. Because he shot ping pong balls. Right. Okay. Event merchandise. Really? They're going to have merchandise? Uh, <laughs> event attendees can also purchase new logo merchandise as well as items from a curated cu- curated collection of the best Disney Village merchandise available. And there is one notorious item to note that ever driven to stand out in their unpredictable and audacious fashion. While the villains will be entertaining guests in a new stage show, they will not be participating in character greetings during the event. Mm. So what do you think about that? Well, well. No, not about them not meeting, but what do you think about that event? I think it sounds interesting. I think it's a little overpriced. Yeah, it is. I didn't think about putting the price, but it's $129. But no, $139. $139. Yes. And if you have an annual pass, it is $109. If you buy it the day of the show, y'all, it's like $145. That is so much money for a couple hours. For what it is, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, I would love to go, but at the same time, you know, I could pay for another night at the resort. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean hey, it, that's going to appeal to some people, and 
I wish they would do kind of some cool things, not so much at night. Like just make it nighttime and not like a separate event. But I I would like the meet and greet like they did with the what was it Club Villain? Yeah, I would like that. Like the where they turned Cinderella's Royal Table into the Club Villain. No, no, no. Club Villain was at Disney Hollywood Studios. What was the one they did? It was the villainous uh, soiree. soiree. See, I think they should do that yeah. again because I would love that. Yeah, yeah, that was only during the Halloween party. Yep. Yeah. Alrighty, so that's that's the news. Yay! It's a retro-futuristic cityscape of excitement, spinning space ranger, a speedway on the move, a heroic trip through outer space, and more. This land is Tomorrowland, and it's the subject of our discussion today. So, there we go. We're talking about Tomorrowland. Uh, might be one of my all-time favorite lands ever! It is, a good, <laughs> it is a pretty good land. Yep, just a little bit of history in Tomorrowland. Obviously, uh, Tomorrowland was one of the original lands in Disneyland when it opened in 1955. Uh, so this is considered second Tomorrowland. Yeah. The second Tomorrowland opened in October... Ni- uh, oct- wow, I'm just making up dates. October 1st, 1971 at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, and like Disneyland, it op- actually opened unfinished. Huh? On opening day, the only two attractions that opened with the land, and that's the Grand Prix Raceway and the Skyway to Fantasyland. Space Mountain wasn't open? No! Stay tuned. Goodness. Tomorrowland was noted for being very barren and sterile at the time due to the land being very flat and undetailed. A large orange wall was located past the two large show buildings, which didn't have anything open in them at the time, and blocked guests walking from further walking further than the Skyway building, which is still there, the Skyway building, but just kind of half of it. The wall had a small stage built into it, and a large outdoor food court sat Adjacent to it, and to compensate for a lack of food venues at the time, it was removed within two years and the Carousel of Progress took its place. The largest counter service restaurant in the Magic Kingdom was the Tomorrowland Terrace, which is now called what? Nope. No. Cosmic Ray Starlight Cafe. Oh, okay. Jeez. America the Beautiful, uh, which was a 360 Circle Rama show, opened in November and Flight... And Flight, that's all. And Flight to the Moon opened late on Christmas Eve, 1971, due to technical problems. So now, they, that's where, te- Flight to the Moon is where Stitch's Great Escape, I guess, just closed. Right. Uh, the South Show building received an expansion in 1972, which housed a ride called what? Which building? <laughs> Never mind. Which housed, if you had wings. Oh. The South Building was further expanded in 1973, opening the Plaza Pavilion, which was an open-air restaurant and served as a convenient way of getting from Main Street to Tomorrowland quickly, which now is the current Tomorrowland Terrace. Yes. In 1973, the plans for Tomorrowland were finalized, and for about two years, construction was a common sight. Even then, it was Mm -hmm. a common sight. In 1974, Star Jets, a spinner attraction set um, on the 
Wedway People Mover Station. It resembled a Saturn V rocket, like its Disneyland cousin, the Rocket Jets. The ride vehicles between the two had some differences. The Disneyland rockets were more narrow and resembled a, a central Saturn V rocket, while the Magic Kingdom's vehicles looked more like jets, hence the name Star Jets. The Space Bar, another restaurant, opened be below the People Mover st Station, which now is the launching pad. The next year, finally, Space Mountain and Carousel of Progress opened on January the 15th, the same day, and this was the first Space Mountain to ever open. It was the first totally indoor roller coaster in Florida and was the first roller coaster to have computer-aided designs, which was a big deal, <clears throat> and used zoning to have eight trains on the track at one time. Another railroad station was planned to be built next to the entrance and exit to Space Mountain, but due to crowds in the area, it was never built. Instead, they built it to Mickey's Birthday Land, which is now Storybook Circus. Carousel Progress opened the same day and was very similar to Disneyland's version, except it rotated now in the opposite direction. It also had a different song instead of There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. What was the song, John? Mm, that one I don't know. What is wrong with you? The song was the best time of your life. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why I bought it. I can that. hear it now. Yeah. Well, whatever. I'm just mm -hmm. In June, the second version of the Wedway People Mover finally opened. This People Mover bore resemblance to Disneyland, but it was different in that it used linear induction motors. Uh, this means that guests could not get stuck on the tracks as they could in Disneyland if they happened to fall out of the vehicle. What? <laughs> That's scary. That's some scary information there. But hey, the only moving parts of the vehicles were the wheels and the sliding doors. The doors to your vehicle? <laughs> yeah. The track was similar, but instead of being open air, the vehicles having roofs. Oh, it was being open air and the vehicles having roofs. The opposite was true here. Unlike Disneyland's, the people mover here never changed height which means it didn't go up and down in level. The Tomorrowland somewhat resembled Disneyland's Tomorrowland at the time. The large white buildings and clean geometric shapes, the triangular buildings at Disneyland were fully realized that the opening of Tomorrowland here had two enormous pylons. And I don't know if you've ever seen those pictures, those big spires. I believe so. Oh, such a beautiful sight. With which cascaded water down on the castle moat. Complementing the pylons were two large blue triangular walls that also released water into the moat. These waterfalls were often shut off as the slightest change of wind could spray all over the <laughs> Oh, I was like, what's that noise? The uh, slightest change of wind could spray water all over the guests. In the 1980s, the waterfalls were turned off for good and the large mosaic was painted onto the blue walls and blue stripes were added to the blue pylons. The colors of Tomorrowland were mainly whites complemented with ochre, yuck, on the outside. The interior of the buildings were accented with reds, orange, yellows, browns, and in Old Tomorrowland's later years, the outside colors were changed to pinks and blues around the People Mover track. And then we get to 1994 with New Tomorrowland, which is what we have now, and there's a poster right there. Tomorrowland went through drastic change in 1994. It now resembles Tomorrowland from Disneyland in California, a little slightly, but with more color. Many of the attractions changed. Some classic Tomorrowland attractions that could have closed in tomorrow in Disneyland still live on at the Magic Kingdom, including the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover and the Carousel of Progress, which was moved from Disneyland to Walt Disney World. And I feel like this article is the exact same information. <laughs> A portion of Walt Disney's display model of Epcot uh, still resides in the People Mover. For most of its history, Tomorrowland's color scheme was predominantly white with soft blues, creating a retro-modernist landscape. 
Huge monolith tower spires and clean lines completed with a futuristic look in 1994 using inspiration from Discoveryland at Disneyland Paris. Tomorrowland was completely rebuilt and altered to resemble a galactic spaceport as it would have been envisioned in a science fiction comic strips of the 20th century like Flash Gordon, Buck Rogers. Tomorrowland has since been given more a metallic look along with the new darker blues and purples, especially along its main concourse leading from the central hub. There you go. <laughs> and now we've seen pictures in the last week yeah. that they're reverting back now to the pastel colors and the white. It's like the what? Green? or yeah, Not the, green. Um, it's where uh, Mickey Star Teal and like a bright orange. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Well, pop of colors there. And I think they're trying to, almost like they're wanting to revert back to classic for the 50th. It's what it makes me think of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. So. I don't know. I, I wish they would go back to when... Well, I don't want to talk too much about this part of my list. Everything so. was white. <laughs> yeah, No, 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 no. I'll, it's, I'll, I'll go over it in my list. Gotcha. Uh, current attractions and entertainment there in Tomorrowland is the Astro Orbiter, which was the Star Jets, uh, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, Monsters Incorporated Laugh Floor, Space Mountain, uh, Stitch's Great Escape. It, has set, it says it's seasonal operation, but I don't think that's the case any longer. Um, now it's Stitch's Alien Encounter Character Greeting. Uh, the Tomorrowland Speedway, which is currently closed, but will be reopening sometime this year. And the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover, the Carousel of Progress. And I'm just going to throw in Sunny Eclipse and the Amazing Astro Oregon. There you go. So, there you go. Now, Tomorrowland probably has the most amount of updates, I would say. Like how many things have come, come and gone in right. Tomorrowland. And so, you know... Still haven't ever done the Astro Orbiter. Yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> Actually, I have when I was a kid, but anyway. Alrighty, so that was Tomorrowland in a nutshell. This is I, me in a nutshell. It's it's really hard to like talk about Tomorrowland if you don't have a grasp on Today? Like, where it's been. No, like where it's been, like in the past, because right. I mean, you can easily be like, oh, here's my favorites. But, like, it's so, there's so much history involved. And it's it's one of my favorite things about Tomorrowland. It's like, mm-hmm. and there's so many little references to the old things. Yeah. Like, when people are riding the people mover, and it says, Paging Mr. Morrow, Mr. Tom Morrow, please contact the flight tower to control your flight to the moon. And the reason why it says that, for multiple reasons, because when you would go to the flight to the moon and actually mission to Mars, you would have a mission control person, and his name was Mr. Morrow. And that was that was the whole thing. And he said, they even say to confirm your flight to the moon, which was one of the original attractions, you know, which became Mission to Mars. And, like, that's just so cool to me. And, you know, little, little things like that. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, how about you get us started? How about that? Tell us your number one. Yeah. These are in no particular order. Yeah, mine either. Mine either, because well, yeah. I know what your last one's going to be, I think. You do. Please. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe. I think one of mine's going to shock you. That's so, my first one would be Monsters, Inc. Life 4. Really? Yes, oh, I love it. I do too. Such a good, such a good thing for families, and even if you don't have a family, it's still fun. Yeah. Um, the jokes, uh, I like that you can send in jokes. And they pick jokes to use. And your joke actually got used. It did. Why don't you tell them the process? Like, what's that mean? So, 
basically while you're, while you're standing in line, it's there's some screens and it says text a joke to. Yeah, and it's, and, it's different every time, like the number yeah, and the, the you word. You text it to the number and you text the word and put where you're from and your joke. Mm-hmm. And they will usually take, what, three I think I don't, two or three yeah, they kind of pick jokes some. and they'll they'll read the jokes yeah during the show yeah and as my, part of the show yeah and my joke got picked once it did and my joke was why do you not give Elsa a balloon because she'll just let it go yeah <laughs> but that's all I mean it was just that one time but there's other things that it's, and it's that wasn't the one that got used though yeah no it was about the strawberry <gasps> you're right because they didn't use you're, the Elsa one you're right okay so here's my joke. It was, why is the baby strawberry upset? Because his mama is in a jam. <laughs> that was weird how I said jam. <laughs> jam. Jam. But, uh, and what was funny because it's, uh, is it Mike's nephew? Uh-huh. Like he's telling these jokes and he tells it and he's like, ha ha ha. And he goes, it's kind of sad if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. And so if you don't know much about this technology, it's the same kind of technology as um, Crush's... Turtle Talk with Crush, yeah. And where you don't, they can see you, you can interact with it, and it's Mm -hmm. alive. And those jokes are so, I leave that thing with a new ab. I laugh so hard. We have both been part of the show before. Yes, there's another thing they do. They pick one person every show to be that guy. And so, like, they'll be like, oh, you know, yeah, that's scary. Nothing like that guy. And they'll always show that person on screen, and I was that guy once. (laughs) And... And then they also kind of recreate uh, the story of Monsters Incorporated. And John was Mike with one eye. I was Mike with one eye. And he had to put his hand over his eye and be Mike with one eye. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. They, and if you're that guy, I mean, the thing is, you have to have a sense of humor. Okay. Because if not, you probably think they're making fun of you. And they did. But that's okay. <laughs> it, in a fun, it's a fun, lighthearted it's a fun, Disney yeah, way. It's, uh, in a fun Disney way. Yeah, it's really cool. But the little... Uh, I don't remember their names. It's the ones that, it's like a two-headed monster, and they do like a little comedy bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're so funny. But it is such a good show, though. I love it. And I love the queue. Like, you oh, get yeah. to see all the all the posters for the, what was it, the the comedian of the month? Or yeah. The, the, yeah. Instead of the scarer of the month, yeah. you know? And, the, and it's all who? <laughs> Mike. It's all Mike. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. But it's just a lot of, it's, the what the in the queue they have the tanks with the bubbles and the yeah yeah and that yeah and that's actually all completely like really really great theme and a lot of that theming is actually completely holdover because uh, if you don't know much about the history of 1994's expansion being a galactic spaceport every building had its own like identity and that one i forgot what it was it's the science and technology center or something like that and then across the way was the um convention center the galactic convention center and that's where alien encounter was and that's why it's the tomorrowland transit authority people mover it wasn't called the people mover at first it was just the tomorrowland transit authority because it's a it was a mass uh, transportation system uh if you can still see remnants of that the red line the green line stuff mm-hmm. like that when you're riding in on the people mover and it's so like everything it's a tomorrowland uh, light and power company which is which was the arcade now it's the shop when you leave uh, tom- uh, space mountain but like that's which is a very cool shop. yeah so like <laughs> when they first opened in 94 it what i don't know if it opened exactly right then but it was another attraction called the timekeeper and it was the science center and so a lot of that information or that 
theming in the first first part of it with all the bubbles that that's actually from the timekeeper okay. and so yeah the timekeeper was a cool attraction the timekeeper was robin williams it right? was it was a circle okay. rama attraction uh but it was you followed uh nana which was yeah. for nine cameras but it was an animatronic and you followed nana in the history like throughout history and then there was like a reference to nana yeah, the a little bit. Mover, yeah, like, yeah and they're watching the people mover. It's like the little beauty salon. You kind of see this thing on her head, and it, it's actually a reference to Nana. Yeah, but uh, what you're thinking too? It, well, what happened was what happens, kind of a lot at Disney is they try to go with what's going to be popular at the time, and so Timekeeper was great, and all of a sudden at the very end it was there's boys to men. And it's like, <sighs> like you've automatically dated it. It you was know? at the end of it. At the end of the road. Did they sing the end of the road? <laughs> I don't know what they sang. But uh, it is just really cool. And Rhea Perlman was Nana. Um, and Robin Williams was the timekeeper. But you know, there's there's actually videos you can watch on YouTube of, of, of uh, that kind of thing. Anyway, so they converted that theater into Monsters Incorporated Laugh Form. What are you doing to our kitty? Playing with her, Curtis. Anyway... So that was your number one? Yes. It's a good number one. My number one is something we've talked about a couple of times already now. And it's it's nostalgia in a world of tomorrow. Uh, I remember the stark white walls. I remember that white, like tomorrow. And I loved every minute of it. Of course, I wanted to be an astronaut, so I thought it was all spacey. One of my favorite rides of all time as a younger uh, version of myself was Mission to Mars. Which, if you didn't know... Theatrically, it was one of the first movies Disney ever made a, ride, uh-huh. a movie based on a ride. Um, not the first, because the first was actually Tower of Terror in 97. But this was in 2000. It was a Gary Sinise movie. Uh-huh. And it was loosely based on the attractions at Disneyland and Walt Disney World. But, And the props for the movie are actually at Mission Space. Oh. Which, when it opened, had Gary Sinise. Okay. There you go. There's your little trivia for that. Well, wouldn't Swiss Family Robinson have come before that? No, that came first, then the attraction opened. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, this is the first time that they actually took an idea of a ride and made a movie out of it. Very cool. It's a strange movie, but it's pretty good. Anyway, mm. but also remember my other favorite ride in Tomorrowland, Delta Dream Flight. My goodness, I loved it. Uh, that replaced If You Had Wings, and then when Eastern Airlines dropped their um, sponsorship, uh, it became If You Could Fly, and then finally Delta was the official airline of the Walt Disney World Resort. And then they opened up the Delta Dream Flight. And it was just the history of flight. It was so much fun. There was the, the, the cloud tunnel, the flight tunnel, which the tunnel's still there, in, uh, which now is that is Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. But that tunnel's still there, and you kind of go through it right there at the it's end. It's fun. Yep. But I loved it. And I, and I think back, and maybe that's why I do love Tomorrowland so much, because I think about being a kid in Tomorrowland, and I loved it. That's what stood out to you the most, I think. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I think it was. And I loved Mission to Mars. My gosh. If you don't know anything about Mission to Mars, you would go in and it replaced Flight to the Moon because when Walt Disney World opened in in 71, it was this amazing attraction, Flight to the Moon, except what they were showing was not how you get to the moon. And so (laughs) it's just, you know, it was that whole thing is Tomorrowland has an identity crisis. Because it's all tomorrow is always Tomorrowland. 
Right. You know, and eventually Tomorrowland catches up to Tomorrowland, or Tomorrow eventually catches up to Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like Flight to the Moon was very dated, so it was finally Mission to Mars. So it has to evolve. Yeah, and so when they put in Mission to Mars, they actually built these like subwoofers into the seats, so that when the thing was taking off, you could feel the rumbles. And I remember I was obsessed with it. I didn't care. I was for sure thought we had launched into space. And it was so much fun. The screen at the bottom, screen at the top. You had the screens on the side like you could see everything happening. You know, and then in 94, they converted that to the extraterrestrial alien encounter, Mm -hmm. uh, which was deemed scary. And eventually that was replaced with Stitch's Great Escape. And we have Hot Dog Burp. I didn't get to do that one because it was under renovation when we were there for the first time. So I was like, "Mm." yeah, I get Yeah, because they had it was planned to open in 94. And uh, but it was delayed because Michael Eisner came went to the first incarnation of um, this alien encounter and was like, uh, yeah, this isn't scary enough. A little trivia for you on that one too. Do you know what they originally were going to use for a property for that ride? Alien. Alien. And why do you think they didn't do that? Um, the licensing rights. Yep. You know what's interesting about that now? <laughs> they own it. They own the license <laughs> to that movie. So. Technically, Elsa is not the only queen. That's right. Now the xenomorph is. Yeah. So, hey, there you go. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, all that to say, I love the nostalgic history for myself. Yeah. I love Tomorrowland. You can ask John, I spend obscene amounts of time in Tomorrowland. I like just sitting there. Mm-hmm. He likes going riding that terrible ride that's enclosed in a mountain. <laughs> And I, he's always like, oh, I don't. I feel bad you're sitting here. I'm like, no, no, really. I'm good. No, we do like to sit there and drink our Joffrey's coffee. Oh, man, that s'mores coffee. By the way, we're not paid by Joffrey's to say that. No, at all. But that, that coffee is wonderful. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, I don't want to get start stepping on my next one. So, anyway, yeah, so the nostalgic part of it, I love it. Okay. What's your, what's your, uh, what's your second? <laughs> my next one, let's see. is the Carousel of Progress. I love it. Which is a 20-minute show. It is. In a rotating theater. It was originally part of the New York World's Fair in 1964 and 65. And it's sponsored by... It was sponsored by General Electric. Yeah. Yep. And it's been going strong ever since. And yep. it might not be everybody's cup of tea, and it might not entertain I smaller children. Love it, but it is it is amazing, and it also is a really good way to beat the heat. Yeah, in Orlando, trivia time. So, so it's the longest running theatrical performance of all time. Oh wow! Yeah, continually running performance because it's been running since 1964, mm-hmm. and they packed it all up and they moved it to. It to Disneyland, excuse me. You know, they opened it there in, I think, 67, and then they moved it to Florida in 1975. And do you know why they changed the song in 1975? Because mm. now it's back to Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow, right? which was written for the World's Fair. And then they changed it to Magic Kingdom to Now is the Time. Um. Okay, so General Electric still the sponsor. Mm-hmm. They were like... It's great that we had the show, blah, 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 blah. But we want to focus on now. Not Tomorrow is not the great, big, beautiful tomorrow because we don't want you to wait till tomorrow to buy our products. Now is the time. 
And so they wanted to try to get more focus. And Now Is The Time really is a great song. And for some people, that's their first memory of Mm -hmm. Carousel of Progress. Um, You know, now it's been reverted back to The Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. Which is one of my favorites. I know. And it really is great. Yeah. But both of those songs were written by the Sherman Brothers. That's why they're kind of like, they sound like they're the same song. catchy. Yeah. Sing song. You'll be singing that one the rest of the day. I love it. So, <laughs> anyway, that's I love the people yeah. uh, the Carousel of Progress. Matter of fact, that was one of mine. Um, it, Walt Disney had a hand in that one. He was mm-hmm. very proud of it, just like that narration tells us. Walt Disney was proud of the Carousel of Progress. I don't know if that's how it sounds, but and the <laughs> the gentleman that's in the Carousel of Progress kind of reminds me John? of Walt. Oh yeah, it's very Walt yeah. Walt esque. Uh, the voice of it is the same guy that does the voice in. Um, Christmas Story narrates Christmas Story. Ah, yeah, I forgot the guy's name. If you know, let us know. But another fun little fact, though, about the Carousel Progress, Uncle Orville, mm-hmm. who's sometimes called Cousin Orville, depending on the iteration you saw of it. But that voice is Mel Blanc, Mel Blanc, Mel Blanc. Oh wow! Yeah, and Bugs who was Bunny. yeah Bugs Bunny? That's the only voice in the Carousel Progress that hasn't changed. Hmm. Interesting. That's why it kind of has that weird sound to it. Kind of sounds different. And so, yeah, Uncle Orville, takes, cool. he takes a bath. He's very dirty. <laughs> kind of like her cat. <laughs> She's constantly bathing. I know. Yep. Okay, so my second one I think is going to shock you. Space Mountain. Ah, wow. I know. I do not like the ride. But I love Space Mountain. To me, how, how much more can you, uh, can you say quintessential Disney? than Space Mountain. I I don't like riding the ride, but when you're riding the people mover, it's in the dark, you can hear that thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I just, little stars. Yes, I just love it. I don't like going in those tunnels. It scares me. Like, But I love... <laughs> but I love it. I love, the spa- I love the idea of Space Mountain. And so, um, yeah. You love the idea of it, but not riding it. I don't like riding it, but I think it's such a fun thing. And... <laughs> Uh, I have this album that I got off the internet. It's the musical souvenir, a musical souvenir of Walt Disney World. And there's a part where you can hear like narration. And it's like, um, this ride is a turbulent ride through space. And it's just like, oh my gosh, I'm just like, ooh, it tenses me up, but I just love it. You, you know? thought it was over too we were riding it uh, and he thought it was over and <laughs> it dropped down another hill oh my gosh it scares me so i'll give you a story a personal story <laughs> my mom loves telling this one so when we were younger first time we rode space mountain uh i was nervous to ride it and still scares me so we're on the ride my mom says the whole time i'm going wee i love this wee and so we get off the ride, and I remember that carpet specifically, what that carpet looked like, and it's scary. It just, anyway, my mom's like, "Did you enjoy that?" And I turned around, and looked at the ride, and I was just like, <laughs> started crying. <laughs> and so, it's one of those things. My mom loves to tell that story, uh, <laughs> and she still picks on me for not wanting to ride it. But I'm gonna try to ride it in, in May. I'm gonna try. You don't have to. I know, but I cry on it because it scares me. <laughs> but anyway, yep, that's my next one, Space Man. Okay. Originally sponsored by RCA. Oh. Yeah. Because, so, you know, RCA leads the way. 
There you go. Yeah. My next one uh-huh. is the infamous purple wall. Oh, good grief. <laughs> I love it. I love that. I, I swear know that... he just sprouted a scarf, an Ugg boot, and a latte. Yes. And a My pumpkin spice stick. latte. Yeah, anyway. No, I love oh. it because it gives people it gives people something to to do. It's like Instagram. Oh, and yeah, there's it's... nothing to do at Magic Kingdom. Good thing they have something. No, it's just really cool. <laughs> Following the walls. I follow all of them on Instagram. And they're fun to see if you can get all the different walls and all the pictures. They're just, it's a little fun little thing. It's kind of like, for some people, the hidden Mickeys for some people. The walls of Disney is my thing. Who makes these up? I don't know. It's some person going around like, I'm going to use that as a wall. Well, now there's somebody that's trying to do the floors of Disney. And they're taking pictures of themselves laying on the carpets at resorts and trying to have people guess what resort they're at, which... Yeah, that's a great idea. Anyway... I don't um, know that I'd want to lay where people walk, but hey, mm-hmm. yeah. well, to each their own. I started my own tradition. I just take my picture at random places and say, brick wall. Mm-hmm. And, you know, center block wall. Yeah, I've got some of those pictures. Yeah, John actually tried to do it at Dollywood, the walls of Dollywood. And I don't yeah, think it didn't it... take off. <laughs> people in Tennessee can be boring. What can I say? Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's the reason. Yeah. So... <laughs> It's such a weird thing. Like, what's the obsession with this wall? I like it. Ugh. It's pretty, and purple is one of my favorite colors, so I, of course I love it. So, But the, here's the thing. It's like Disney started painting that wall, and the internet like had like a meltdown because it might not be the same, and so they kept part of it. Now everybody takes their picture like, with the other part of I it. I like how they do it now because it's more geometrically shaped and everything, but then you still got the section that's just all purple. So, yeah. I like the walls. I think they're fun. <laughs> but that's just me. And I always he loves to make fun. He loves to make fun of me and he loves to roll his eyes in the pictures of the walls, but you know. <laughs> or my, I'm asleep at the purple wall yeah. picture. <laughs> Here's me holding my latte, falling asleep. Yeah, because yeah. you notice that, though. People take their pictures like they're, like, like they're sleeping. I'm like, are you asleep right now? Well, I want to do the jumping. I want to do the jumping picture in front of the purple wall, but I would break something. <laughs> you I know would, what? If that would hurt myself. If that's your heart desire, a dream is a wish your it heart really makes. It really is. Do you think people would lift me up so that I could look like I was jumping? Yeah. Photoshop yeah, I think them out? I think they'd do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could get the crane to lift me up. Well, moving on. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> But I like the purple wall. And now they've got purple wall merchandise. You can get magic bands and hats. And they even had a purple drink for a while. That was for the purple ears, though. Yeah. The purple potion. That purple what drink. Oh, no, they the had purple a purple wall. Yeah, they had milkshake a purple wall milkshake. Yeah, but I was, I was thinking of that one that. That mysterious drink potion. we never could see because no one knew where it was at. And nobody knew where it was at. They're like, what? Everybody what drink in is Tomorrowland it? that we asked, they're like, what is it? And we're like, okay, we've been watching videos of it like all the last two weeks. But, and we even showed okay. them pictures. And they're like, I've never seen that before. Yeah. So but the purple wall the milkshake is at the Tomorrowland Terrace, which openly opens up like, it's like those flowers that only bloom every 20 years. Yeah, it only yeah. opens once every 20 years. Kind of like years. that fry stand at Dollywood. Yeah. Like, if you ever go to Dollywood and that stand is open that sells fries, get them. You better get them. Because well, I can tell you, we went there one time and it was open the best fries I've ever had. They are. They are really good. Yeah. That's it's probably the best to, snack in Dollywood. I know. It was so good. And they have little salts. Not important. Not important. This isn't a but Dollywood it, podcast. But, still. but I know that people listen that work at Dollywood. 
Miss Smiley. Mm-hmm. So, um, open that stand more. Okay. And we will make the walls of Dollywood happen. Yeah, I bet. So. Yeah, I bet it'll happen. Anyway, so moving on. <laughs> My next one was actually uh, Carousel of Progress. Okay. So we don't need to beat a dead horse for that one. So go ahead with your next one. We don't need to beat a dead horse, period. <laughs> That's but... kind of pointless. Maybe we should feed a fed horse. God, Pete is going to get on to us for this podcast. <laughs> um, my next one. Yes. I'm going to go to the People Mover. Oh, that's really your, not your last one? No, because uh, I threw it up because I knew you'd think uh, it was my last one. That's so. my last no, one. The <laughs> Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. It really is a work of art. I love it. It is about a 10 minute ride. I don't I even know. Say. It's not but long it's enough. It's <laughs> so fun, and you get to see all kinds of stuff. You get to look down in some of the shops. You get to, yeah. like he said, go through Space Mountain. It's really fun. That's right. It's out of this world. It really is. And I love it. It used to be called the Wedway. The Wedway People, people Mover. People Mover. Why Wedway? Because for Walter Elias Disney. Because of Wed Enterprises, yeah. yeah. So um, I love it. Oh. It's one of my favorite, and I have to ride it every yeah. time. I was going to say a fun, some fun facts. Mm hmm. So, there's several fun facts about the Wedway People Mover. There was one at Disneyland. It's at Open First. But it's actually based on the technology they created for the Magic Skyway at the Ford Pavilion at the 1964-65 World's Fair. Where you also, you saw this thing. It was the Primeval World, which they took that and put it back at Disneyland. But you were in cars, and they moved themselves, and it was the same kind of technology mm. as the people movers. So they put that at Disneyland. That's the one with the dinosaurs. It right? is. The primeval yeah. world. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, so it was the Magic Skyway, but then they put it at Disneyland, and then they, they put it at Magic Kingdom. But the Magic Kingdom one, it's like we were reading earlier, it's made, it's in linear induction, so it's all magnets. Right. And so that's such a cool thing. And, you know, in Disneyland, if you look, they were all tires. And so they had to replace the tires. Who do you think sponsored it? Goodyear? Yeah, Goodyear, because they had so many tires they had to put on there. And so, but yeah, uh, Disneyland, or Disney World's is, uh, it's all in linear induction motors. Hmm. That technology, they showcased it because they hoped it would take on. And, you know, they actually, and when they built CommuniCore at Epcot, and the outer edges of, of CommuniCore, they're actually, these big walkways are super tall, and it's because originally they were going to do a phase two and they were going to put a people mover in Epcot huh. to connect all the, the buildings that never happened. You but you can the, see where, yeah, yeah, you can see where there's like with support brackets in ready one, for it. In the one building. Yeah, but they actually did the same thing in uh, in the Magic Kingdom when they first built the two buildings. The brackets were there. They were ready for it. They just didn't have it built yet. So if you look at old pictures when they first opened the Magic Kingdom, you can see where the People Mover is now. Like It was like it was built into the design. But there's actually a place, It's a I think it's an airport. I don't remember if it's Denver, but they actually have a People yeah. Mover. Yeah, I remember we watched the video. Yeah, there. it's the exact same technology. Um, but they were going to also put People Movers at Disney Springs, which was the shopping village at the time. And they, they were going to have a monorail station. Then you'd get off a monorail and you would get onto the People Mover to go to the different things around the Lake Buena Vista Shopping Center, which eventually became the Walt Disney World Village and then finally downtown Disney, Disney Springs. And so it's just a, it's a lot of neat things that they have with that People Mover system. I don't know what she's doing. Our cat is so cute. But, um, yeah, so the People Mover has so much, like, rich history. 
and that technology, I mean, it's just, it's just motor. Mm-hmm. Just, and it I is mean, a family. Happens. It is a family friendly ride. It Anybody so can ride fun. it because yeah. it does not go very fast. It goes no, it goes like a, seven mile an hour, which is crazy that people are trying to sue. Yeah, I was just going to mention that yeah. there's people suing because one of the cars hit into one of the other like cars, collided, and yeah. I'm just like, really. But my one of my things I want to be in. If you don't know, the People Mover actually goes into Space Mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we mentioned that a few minutes ago, but uh, I want to be stopped there. And evacuated mm-hmm. from inside <laughs> Space Mountain. <laughs> My dream is to be evacuated from rides. Okay, I don't just I don't, ride them with Dana. I don't. Ha- it's true. No, I don't have to much. break them down. I don't have much in my life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Yep. People mover. It's such a great thing. It is a great ride. I love it. It's well worth the wait. And it's it one of the things quick. we have to ride. Like it's one of the. Uh, well, I'd say first or second things we ride, yeah. and one of the last things we ride of the yeah. evening. And the thing is, so. that line can be so long, but since it's continually it moving, so it quick. just goes so quick. Yeah. And there's not much to it, but it's so fun. I love it. Yeah. You get that grand circle tour of Tomorrowland. Yeah. It's out of this world. All right. My next one is Sunny Eclipse. Ah. And his Astro Organ. Um. To me, it gives instant theming to Tomorrowland being a city. Uh, you know, most of that theming, like I said before, is mostly gone or it's just not referenced anymore. But you have the Tomorrowland Terrace became Cosmic Ray Starlight Cafe, which is themed to like a diner, like a, a mm-hmm. kind of a, a dive kind of joint. And you had the stage, and so they put this animatronic, if you don't know what Sunny Eclipse is, it's an animatronic of, of creature, an alien creature, and he plays the space organ. And he sings songs. This thing is so much fun. By the way, that stage can race still. Uh, the Tomorrowland Terrace was built with a stage in it. And the acts would go to the communi- the communicor, the utilidors underneath the stage. And they would actually raise up. Kind of like yeah. in Tomorrowland and, and Disneyland, they would raise up. But Sunny Eclipse, that stage can still go up. And if you look on the top above Sunny Eclipse, there's a dome. And he can go straight into that dome. And so they can still raise the stage. Very cool. Yeah. I doubt they ever would again, but yeah. it's such a fun thing. <laughs> that was fun. What was that? Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, it's such a fun show. The songs are, are catchy and yes. it's funny. And he is actually, we learned this the other day, he's a transplant. Yeah. And he's actually, um, it was based on a character in, is it Tokyo Disneyland? I believe so. Yeah. He was based on a character there. Yeah. And they put him down there. He is so much fun. And with the space it angels. was for Star Tours. No. I thought they said it was Star Tours. It was one yes, of Yes, it yeah. was Star Tours. Yeah. And it was, um, I can't remember. I don't remember what, he was like the luggage inspector. Yeah. Or something. Oh my gosh, yeah. you're right. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. I love Sunny Eclipse. I think it's fun. Like I said, that instant theming that this is a dive, this is, Cosmic Race has this place and he's hired this mm-hmm. person to come and play for all the, the, the people paying to eat. Yeah. And it's just instant theming. And I love those huge windows all the way around it that looks over into either the Tomorrowland Speedway or the Mad Tea Party or right. where one of the greatest snacks of all time is located, the Cheshire Cat Slush, the Wonderland Slush at the Cheshire Cat Cafe. And so I just love that whole area. Now they build yeah. all that outdoor seating around it. And so you can go to the Cheshire Cat Cafe, get your cattail. Mm-hmm. Get you a Wonderland slushy. Come over there and sit, or go inside and Yum. listen to Cosmic Ray, or Sunny Eclipse play, and you can even hear his Space Angels. Yes, you can. 
If you don't know what that is, you need to watch the show. There we go. That's my fourth one. I guess, what's your last one since my you threw last, me a curve? My last one <laughs> is actually Cosmic Ray's Starlight Lounge. Oh my gosh. And the food, or Starlight Cafe. And the food's so good too. Yes, the food is amazing. We They've got those. everything from pulled pork to pulled pork cheeseburger. Pulled pork. To pulled pork cheeseburgers. Yes. To, what was the the vegetarian one? Was it I don't chicken and... No, oh, one I chicken. Remember. I think it was just a vegetarian. The vegetarian one had avocado and something. It was, oh, it was very avocado. But I remember, like, we went there the first year we went in 2016. I had it was right before the Halloween party, and I had mm-hmm. that barbecue sandwich. Yes, it was so good. And you had the chicken nuggets. The last time we had, it was uh, space dusted. The fries, yeah, the galaxy was, fries, the galaxy fries. Yeah, they were fries with. Oh. Was it ranch? And ranch, pico de gallo? Ranch, pico nacho de gallo, nacho cheese. I, I don't know whose it was. And it nachos. flaming hot Cheeto dust. Yeah, and it was hot. It was really good. And they, really had, a, good. they had a burger with that Cheeto dust. It was like yep. the Mickey Surprise Burger. Mm-hmm. And they do it. They do like a special burger all the time yeah. now. And it's like they do this cool thing where they like burn an imprint on the bun. They I have would the Incredible Burger. Yeah, I would not like that because I don't like my buns burnt. <laughs> no. So. You don't like toasty buns? I don't like the toasty buns. Only if we're in the NBA experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With then the you weird... can get some ball handling and toasty <laughs> oh buns. Oh, my gosh. You know? <laughs> I did not go there. I'm just I saying because they have a restaurant. Anyway. I always go there. You do, though. You had to take it there. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, uh, yeah. I, 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 It's a good one. It's a good restaurant. Yep. I love I love it. I, like I said, like you said, the atmosphere. I love the atmosphere. I love the singing. It's very much like I grew up as uh, a kid going to Showbiz Pizza. Yeah. And I mean, I know that it's not, I don't want to cheapen it by saying it reminds me of Showbiz, but like similar, yeah. but like five times better because yeah. it's Disney. Yeah. And the know. thing is, they used to have, they have three bays in there. They're actually called mm-hmm. Bay 1, Bay 2, Bay 3. Right. And the, each bay had its own menu, basically. Right. Now I think all three are the have exact the same, same menu. Yeah. yeah, you can get burgers, and they have a toppings bar, which I think that's good because now that they are all three the same, yeah, it it makes things go through oh, a yeah. lot quicker. And I like it. I like yeah. Cosmic Rays, and we eat there every time. Matter of fact, that we was do. we made it a point. That was the that was our last last meal. place we ate there. We weren't going to eat in the parks. I'm like, nope, we're going to race. Yep. And so uh, we went there and. Got to hear Sunny Eclipse. I think we watched his entire set before yeah, we, we did. finally had to get up and leave. But, um, yeah. So if anybody from Thank Disney you. is listening, I'm going to give another wonderful idea. We've mentioned this before. A Sunny Eclipse pop figure. Oh, my gosh. Or or a Sunny Eclipse sipper cup. Like oh, I'd take sippers. either one. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. With his little tiny feet. But, that would uh, be like that. That would be the whole craze of Tomorrowland. I guarantee they'd sell out. Yeah, and the thing so. is, and it's funny you say that, because, like, that pop figure, they could do it like they did the rides one. Mm-hmm. I know it's not his ride, but if they could do it with his whole, the organ the and organ. everything. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And the sign. Mm-hmm. Make it special. Make it light up. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And they could have, like, in the package, they could have the twinkles, and it could be a Space yes. Angels. But it would be awesome. The Space Angels. See, Disney just needs to hire me for their marketing team. I've got so many ideas in my head. That's why you have a big head. I know, it is. Full of ideas. Alrighty. Uh, My last one was People Mover. Wait, I have one, two, three. (laughs) Actually, for some reason, I did six. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
I don't know how we got off track. Oh, you know what? That's okay, though. I probably could have 20 more. I mm-hmm. love Tomorrowland. The only thing I don't love is the Tomorrowland Speedway. Mm-hmm. I don't think it serves a purpose anymore. Never really done it, so I don't know. I just don't think it's... I think it's pointless. But hey, I know people love it. Growing up in Tennessee... Yeah. And being right next to Pigeon Forge, yeah. I've ridden so many go karts and go kart tracks that yeah. it just, just kind of like, didn't really appeal like, to me. That's I guess. The point. I mean, yeah, I don't see the point. But hey, but, I don't have to. No. Hey, whatever. Hey, whatever. Thank you, Mary Gilbo. All righty. All right. Well, that wraps up our discussion of Tomorrowland. Yay. Yeah. So. I hope you found it informative. That was a lot of information. Yeah. I could talk about Tomorrowland all day. It's my favorite. It's my absolute favorite. I say that about Everland, though. <laughs> except tomorrow, except for Fantasyland. It's not my favorite, but I love Magic Kingdom. Yeah, it's a very fun place. Yep. Alrighty. So, that was our show today. So, John, where can they find us? They can find us in several places. Yeah. Maybe Fa- some. Facebook. Mm-hmm. At mouse magic with John and Joey.com. <laughs> what? <laughs> Facebook.com slash mouse magic with John and Joey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where's that? What about Instagram? Instagram, mouse magic with John and Joey. Mm-hmm. Twitter. Twitter, mouse magic JJ. That's it. And what's our website? It is www.mousemagicwithjohnandjoey.com. That's it. And as we said before, if you like the show, please subscribe. Also, please rate and review us on iTunes. That helps us get our name out there and spread the Disney love. Yes. And share it with your friends. Sharing, again, sharing is caring. It is. You guys, sharing is caring. So, that's all the time we have. Wait, I've got my joke. Oh, no, let me finish my little spiel. (laughs) That's all the time we have. So, now I'm going to turn it over to John for John's joke hour. What was it called? (laughs) Jokes with John. Jokes with John. (laughs) So, I've got a couple today. Okay. Why didn't... Anna and Elsa's parents teach them the whole alphabet. I don't know. Because they got lost at sea. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. What kind of makeup does Mulan wear? Uh, I don't know. Mulan Rouge. <laughs> oh and last one for That's the so day. Bad. Why does Ariel wear seashells? Because B shells are too small and D shells are too big. Yes. I knew it. That is so inappropriate. <laughs> well, you got to be a little bit inappropriate well, every yeah. now and then. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever met John, those are pretty tame. Yeah. Those are very tame. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, if I guess, you want to know worse oh, ones than that, just text me. Don't do it. You can also follow me and John both individually on Instagram. John is John Mouse Magic and I am Joey. J-O-I-E, Mouse Magic. So please, like us, follow us, you know, interact with us. Lots of Disney pictures. Yeah, but we want to hear from you. We want to hear your favorite things about Tomorrowland. If you have any ideas for the show, let us know. And until next week, have a magical day. And a magical evening. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.